Hi, you're listening to my mom, Cat Lee, on the Inspired to Action podcast. Hey, can I listen to it? Hey, my name is Cat Lee, and I want to welcome you to the Inspired to Action podcast. I hope that this show is the pep talk that you need as a mom, a reminder that what you do every single day is life-changing, and it matters more deeply than you could ever imagine. Out of all the women in the world, God chose you to be the mother of your children because you are unique and amazing, and He has called you, and He will equip you. So thank you for serving your family. Thank you for loving your children fearlessly, and thank you for fighting to be a great mom. This episode is for you. Let's jump right in. Hey, this is Kat Lee, and you're listening to episode number 77 of the Inspired to Action podcast, and today we're talking about waking up for our lives and not to our lives. You might know what I'm talking about if you've ever been woken up by children dive-bombing you in the morning and asking for Cheerios or cartoons or whatever it might be. I know I have done that way too often in my life, and it's on the days when I wake up on purpose for my life and not to my life that I find the most joy and the most peace. And we're going to dive deep on that topic in this episode today. And we're going to talk about just the power of our mornings, about starting our day well. And we're going to discuss the power of simple habits, how five minutes can transform the rest of your day, and just a few tips and tricks on how to make habits stick. But before we get into the content today, I want to say a huge thank you to our sponsor, PlanToEat.com. I have used them for years. They really make my life sane because I have mentioned this many times, but cooking isn't my favorite thing. But I've learned that I really like to batch cook, like to cook a whole bunch at one time. I'm not super organized. I don't cook, you know, a month at a time. But whenever I do have a chance, if I, especially if I go shopping on a weekend, I find I like to spend the rest of the day cooking if I can. But I love to have a freezer full of different things. I'm in a burrito phase right now where I make a ton of breakfast burritos. I just kind of, I cook a whole bunch of sausage, a whole bunch of eggs, and I usually throw some spinach in there to get a little bit of extra nutrients into my kids. And then I just cover my dining room table with foil and then wax paper and then tortillas. And then I fill them up and I wrap them up and I stick them in a freezer bag and stick them in the freezer. And I just love, I get this strange and very nerdy satisfaction from opening up my freezer and seeing it full of food that I don't have to cook anymore, that my kids can just get something and I don't have to make it. It's wonderful. And so I've been using Plan to Eat a lot to figure out my process for how much I need to buy and what I need to get so that I can do a bunch of freezer cooking because it has been very life-giving to me. I love that I can just pull something out and have a home-cooked meal for my kids any day of the week. So I definitely encourage you to check out plantoeat.com forward slash inspired to action. They have a free 30-day trial so you can check it out. You can friend me. I am inspired to action. Shocking. I know. And check out my recipes. They are not earth shattering. They are not going to, you know, earn me a cookbook deal, but you can kind of see how a normal mom does some of her cooking. So check out plantoeat.com forward slash inspired to action. And I've also made a series of videos so that you can get a kind of a jump start on plan to eat and creating your menu plan. And you can go to mealplanningbootcamp.com and I will walk you through the whole process of getting set up in plan to eat so you can really figure out whether or not it's going to be a fit for you. Now let's jump into the content for today's episode. We're talking about waking up for your life and not to your life. 
Okay, I want to start out by telling you a story. Several years ago, I had what I call a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. And I ended the day feeling like a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad mom, wife, general occupier of space on the planet. I mean, it was just a bad day all around. And I remember feeling so discouraged and so frustrated and I ended up sitting in my minivan because I just needed to be all alone. And it was in my garage in July in Texas. So it was super hot, like 150,000 degrees. And I'm just drenched in sweat and I'm crying and I'm just a mess. And I remember praying, God, why am I such a wreck? Why can I not get it together? What can I do to change a corner? And I remember just praying and really feeling like he wanted me to start getting up earlier in the morning. And I just remember thinking, but I have to get up so stinking early because I had little kids and they would just come in and climb on top of me and wake me up earlier than I wanted to be woken up. And as I was kind of, you know, arguing in my head, I just really felt like he was like, you know what, Kat, I want you to wake up for your life and not to your life. And that phrase really just impressed itself on me. And I realized that that's what I was doing. I would go to bed at night, just exhausted from the day, and I would wake up just to my life. You know, kind of like those terrible dreams that you have sometimes when you're younger about going to school and and you kind of wake up and you end up at school in your pajamas. That's kind of how I was going about life. I would just kind of wake up and there's my kids, there's life. Now I need to go make breakfast and I need to go do this. And I didn't take any time just for myself, just to focus, to pray, to make sure that I was ready to invest in these lives that God had entrusted to me. And so I did. I started getting up earlier. It wasn't anything dramatic. But I started getting up earlier and I would spend time with God and then I would just kind of plan out a few things that I needed to do that day. And then I would, uh, at that point in time, I, I went for a run. It was just nice for me to get out of the house. And that little habit of spending time with God, praying and exercising, man, that jump started my day. And I ended up, you know, instead of my kids kind of waking me up, I would be able to go and wake them up and I would, you know, usually crawl into my into their bed because they're cute and cuddly. And I would just hug them and say a prayer over them and um, sometimes speak an encouragement over them. But I'd just been invested in already that morning um, through my time with the Lord, through my time in the Word. I'd gotten some energy from going for a run, or if I didn't go for a run, I would just drink a big glass of water, just do something to kind of get my energy going. And then I'd make a simple plan for the day so I didn't feel overwhelmed. I didn't have all those to-dos and stuff jumping around my head. And by doing those things, I really felt like I had a handle on what the day ahead held for me. And so then I could go and wake up my kids, really feeling a lot more peaceful and being able to invest in them that much more. It made a big difference in my life. And a lot of you know that I then wrote an ebook called Maximize Your Mornings. And then one of my readers said, hey, can we start a challenge around this? And so we started what's now called the Hello Mornings Challenge, which is now a website called hellomornings.org. And registration is actually happening right now for Hello Mornings. And basically what it is, it's basically just a six-week challenge saying that for five days a week, uh, we encourage you to see if you can wake up on purpose, wake up for your life and not to your life. And what we do is we give you a free notebook. And it has five days worth of Bible reading in it. 
And every day has a full page. And that page has the Bible reading passage. It has a section to plan out your day, another section for you to kind of think through making healthy choices for your day. And so pretty much each day, you just open it to that page, kind of fill out the little worksheet. And once you've done that, you've You've done this incredible thing of spending time with God, planning your day, and making a healthy choice. And that is just such a powerful way for us to start our day. So I wanted to give you a little bit of that overview. Uh, You don't have to join Hello Mornings. That's not what this podcast is about. But I am very, very passionate about the fact that these three things, you know, time with God, planning, and exercise, we hear about them a lot in different spheres of our lives. And oftentimes, they are the point of New Year's resolutions or accountability groups or, you know, whatnot, because they're things that we know are important to us. But I really feel like they are kind of a cohesive thing, that they are, um, they impact one another powerfully. And so that's why I'm so uh, encouraged and want to encourage you to learn to make these things a habit. And it doesn't need to be, you know, you don't need to wake up an hour early. It can just be five minutes. But what I feel like is that God has made each one of us for an incredible purpose. I've shared the statistics before, but the people at Gallup, you know, the guys who do that, all those um, surveys and stuff like that and have lots of statistics, they created um, a thing called Strengths Finders, sort of a personality test kind of strengths assessment that people in Fortune 500 companies and churches all over the world use. And they've determined that there are 34 different strengths that anybody can have. And the odds of anybody else having the same top five strengths as you is one in 330,000. So there's probably not anybody, depending on what city you live in, there's probably not anybody that has the same strength as you, or maybe one or two people if you live in a big city. The odds of anybody having the same top five strengths in the same order is one in 33.3 million. So there's probably not anybody in your state that has the same top five strengths as you in the same order. And the odds of anybody having all 34 strengths in the same order is one in some number that has like 36 zeros behind it. There's not even a name for this number. And so I affectionately named this number a schmoozle. So because I thought it was just a fascinating statistic. So that there's nobody on this planet that has the same strengths in the same way that you do. And I thought that was kind of mind-blowing, but I needed a better grid for it. And so I thought, well, how many people have, you know, maybe ever existed on the planet? And so, you know, I just did some light Googling and approximately, according to the Population Research Bureau, approximately 200 billion people have ever lived on planet Earth. And then I did some more Googling and, you know, scientists generally estimate, this isn't a reflection on when I think Jesus may return, but they estimate that the Earth has kind of passed its half-life. So kind of just in a very non-scientific way, the, there are, the odds are that there's never going to be more than 400 billion people on planet Earth that have ever lived or will ever live. And 400 billion is this tiny fraction of a schmoozle, of that number with 36 zeros behind it. Y'all, this is this just blows my mind when I think about it because that means that in all of human history, God created you so specifically and so intentionally for this time, Mm -hmm. for this season, for this life that you live. 
And there never has been anyone like you. There never will be anyone like you. And when he says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, he meant it. When he says that he has a plan and a purpose for your life, he was serious about that. And as I was sharing this story, actually at my church recently, I was driving to a meeting and I was driving under an underpass or an overpass because it goes over, whatever it's called, you know, a bridge. And as I was driving, I saw this kid, teenager probably with a hoodie on, sitting on the bridge with their legs dangling over as though they were about to jump. And it just caught me off guard. And I was like, Lord, and I just started praying for this kid. And I picked up my phone and I called 911 and they said, we just heard about it. The police are on their way. We're going to take care of the situation. And the rest of the way to that meeting, I just prayed fervently for this kid's life. I did my meeting and I went home under that same bridge. Everything was all clear. Everything was fine. It worked out. But impressed upon me, the power of our influence. Because maybe I'd interacted with that kid. Who knows? I have no idea who it was, but maybe I had. Maybe the people that you're interacting with on a daily basis are going through things that you have no idea about. But if in the morning, if you've connected with God, if you've been filled up so that you can give out, maybe the words that you speak to someone today could be the very words that save their life next week. Maybe the encouragement that you give could save somebody's marriage. Maybe the love that you provide to your children is what's going to allow them to have an amazing impact on the next generation. We're moms. It's not a role that gets a lot of glory in our society. But God made you very, very specifically to influence the people in your life. And there never has been and never will be anyone quite like you. And I am just passionate about us owning our lives, about rising up to the things that God has called us to. We are not small. No matter what you do, no matter your role, no matter how much glory or money or power you have or don't have, you are made on purpose. You are made with purpose. And I want to challenge you to live with that purpose. And that is is why I'm passionate about my mornings because I don't want to just jump into the day and and ooze my selfishness and my yuck on people. I want to start my day and say, God, you made me for today. You made me for the people that I'm going to talk to. Show me how to be a blessing to them. And I just spend some time just asking him to fill me up with him and less of me. And then I make a plan for my day. I say, okay, God, I believe these are the things that you've called me to. How can I order my day around that? And then I exercise not to look a certain way, not to fit into a certain size, but so that I can have the energy to do the things that God has called me to. And that's what Hello Mornings is all about. It's not about waking up an hour early. Sometimes my morning is five minutes, (laughs) five minutes. It's me laying in bed, saying a quick prayer, saying, God, I need you help me. And maybe then I do one jumping jack. Maybe I plan one to do. But just the idea of maintaining this habit of saying, you know, in Psalm 143.8, it says, let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love, for I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go, for to you I entrust my life. 
So by starting my day off with God, it's not because I have to. It's because I'm just opening my arms and saying, God, I believe that you made me. I believe that you made me on purpose. And I am entrusting my life to you. I'm not entrusting it to myself and to my own plans and schemes and to thinking that I need the extra five minutes of sleep more than I need the spirit of the living God. And so I just open my arms in the morning, not always literally, but you know, I just open my arms and say, God, I need you today. And I entrust my life to you. And when we entrust our lives to somebody, we take the time to listen to them, to spend time with them. And so that's what I do each morning. And that's what I challenge you to do. And um, I want to talk a little bit about kind of the power of habits. I was researching recently for a talk that I gave, and I found out that Duke University says that 40% of our day is often attributed to habits that we have. Habits are incredibly um, big and important part of who we are. And if we can develop the habit of starting our day with God saying, you are the most important thing and I need you. If we can develop the habit of planning our day around who he says we are and what we're called to. And if we can develop the habit of making healthy choices so we have the energy to do the things that he's called us to do, we can change the world. I mean, I'm not even kidding here. I don't think that if we as as moms can develop those three simple habits that really, really work together, they're not three separate things like we often think of them. But if we can develop that habit, if we can help our kids develop that habit, We kind of put things in life and everything in the proper order of God. And then what has God called us to? And then how can we have the energy to be a blessing to the people around us and to what he's called us to? So habits are a powerful thing. 40% of our day, that's a lot of our day. And the other amazing thing about a habit is that you don't have to think about it. I don't know about you, but the last time I brushed my teeth, I wasn't like, I think I'll brush my incisors now. (laughs) I think I'll now brush my molars or my third molar. I don't know if you have, do you have three molars. I don't know. Anyway, I'm not a dentist. But, you know, you don't think about brushing your teeth. You don't think about what you're going to, you know, how you're going to tie your shoes. They are just habits, things that you know, your brain is seeking to automate. And your brain is always looking for things to automate. And so if you can develop the habit of these three things, it's not something that you need to have the willpower to do every single morning. I've heard... Um, Actually, I read a book, I believe, by a guy named Gary Keller, and it's called The One Thing. And he talks about how it's kind of this big myth that people who are super organized or super successful, that they're very self-disciplined, that they have a lot of self-discipline or more self-discipline than other people. And he's like, that's actually not really true because we all just have a finite amount of self-discipline. But those are people who have invested in one simple habit at a time. They use their self-discipline for that habit for a short season until it becomes a habit and they don't have to think about it anymore. And then they take that self-discipline and they apply it to the next thing and they just continue to build on it. And for me, that was really eye-opening because I have in the past thought, oh, those people who get a lot done, they're just really self-disciplined. Really? Not so much. They've just taken the time to focus on one thing at a time and to build habits. Okay, so what does a hello morning morning look like? Uh, for me, like, for example, this morning, it didn't go so well. Um, I slept through all of my alarms. Yes, I, I do that. 
A person who started Hello Mornings doesn't always have a perfect morning, but that's why I always start with a tiny habit. What's a tiny habit? So there's this guy named Dr. B.J. Fogg, and he is a professor at Stanford University, and he is an expert on habits. And he says that one of the best ways to start a habit is to use a tiny habit. So he would encourage his students and his clients to, when if say, for example, they want to start flossing, he would encourage them to floss one tooth each day. That's it. And then maybe once they get that down, maybe they then floss two teeth. But we have this internal need to complete a task once we start it. And by just doing that one tooth, we're sort of just aching to go ahead and finish the task. But when we commit to just that tiny habit, it really starts kind of the waterfall of us thinking about, oh, well, it's really good for me to floss my teeth. Oh, I floss my one tooth. I'm really consistent now. Now I really like to go ahead and floss two teeth and then so on and so forth. And by starting with those tiny little habits, it allows us to build that consistency that is so powerful. And then it also builds in us this need to go ahead and finish the habit. So what would that would look like with Hello Mornings is just take five minutes to say, you know what, the first five minutes of my day, most people wake up and maybe check their email or Instagram or Facebook or whatever for five minutes. Maybe they go to the bathroom, whatever you do, you, your, your family can survive for five minutes um, or even three minutes with, without you just jumping into things. So even on mornings like this morning, when I didn't wake up when I wanted to, I'll just, when I wake up, I'll just lay there and I'll just spend a, a minute or two just praying. Just focusing my heart on God, being thankful for the things that he's giving me, given me and asking him to show me how I can impact and influence people today. And then I'll think, okay, what's the most important one or two things that I need to do today? And then when I get up, maybe I'll do one jumping jack or maybe I'll drink a glass of water. Just one conscious, healthy choice. Because the whole idea here, the idea of Helen Mornings isn't to cram all of our Bible study time, all of our fitness and all of our planning time into the morning hours. The idea is just to whet our appetite in the morning for more of God, more intentional living, and more healthy choices the rest of the day. Because I don't know about you, but if you've ever worked out, say, one day, and the next day you feel a little bit sore, when you're sore, you make a lot more um, probably healthier choices than you would if you weren't sore because you're conscious of the work that you put in the previous day. So in the mornings, if you just get up and do 10 squats or 10 jumping jacks, you're probably going to make the choice to eat maybe a healthier breakfast because you just did all this work. Okay, 10 jumping jacks isn't a lot of work, but you get the idea. By making one small choice, it kind of snowballs into better choices and better choices. And so if you can develop this morning habit of just being conscious about connecting with God, planning your day, and making healthy choices, it's going to snowball the rest of your day into making better and better choices. So I know a lot of times when we want to start a habit, we do one of two things. We, we Well, we can do one of two things. Usually we do kind of the boot camp habit building method. I don't know if you've ever done this. It usually happens around the start of the new year and we think, oh, I'm going to be healthy or whatever. And so we say, okay, I want to be healthy. So I'm going to wake up every morning at four o'clock and I'm going to go running for 10 miles and I'm going to be awesome and I'm going to be super fit in three days. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever done this. Okay, that's a little bit extreme, but you know, you know what I'm talking about where you suddenly decide that you're going to do this great thing and so you're just going to go all in, but you don't take into account that the rest of life is actually still happening. And so then you go all in for those three days and then you quit because you're just kind of beating yourself up and it's just way too intense and way too much. 
Now, on the other side of the spectrum, what I highly encourage people do to do when they're starting habit is kind of what I call the bejeweled habit building method. Because we don't always stick with those or rarely stick with those fitness routines that we start when it's all boot camp style. We're just, you know, setting super high standards and pushing ourselves really hard. But you may have played the game bejeweled, maybe on your iPhone, your Android phone, wherever. If you're not familiar with it, it's basically this kind of silly little game where you just kind of match up these different jewel shapes on your phone. But what's so kind of funny about it is that the first time I played it, I, you know, made the little moves and I made three connect and then they kind of disappear. And then the game kind of goes berserk. It's like you you make one little connection. It's like, yes, you did it. Congratulations. And after like my very first time playing the game, all these little things were popping on the screen saying all time high score in the history of the world. You beat every other person who's ever lived on planet Earth. I mean, it's re- <laughs> it's really funny. They go overboard kind of rewarding you for playing the game. But you know what? It made me want to play the game again because I thought, you know, I'm really good at this game. Maybe I could be like a professional bejeweled player because obviously I have skills all from their little tiny encouragement when I did one little thing. So if you want to build a habit, I challenge you to take the bejeweled habit building method. Reward yourself. Encourage yourself. Um, celebrate your victories. Do a tiny habit like Dr. B.J. Fogg recommends and, um, you know, floss one tooth, read one Bible verse, plan one task, do one jumping jack, make that your baseline morning routine. And then that way you always have that morning routine to fall back on. So say you're sick and you're like, well, I can't do my morning routine. Instead of just ditching the whole thing altogether, do that one tiny habit. Read one Bible verse, plan one task, do one jumping jack. And then you can check it off your list and you can be like, yes, I've stuck with my habit. I'm awesome. Do that, all that, you know, celebration and, and enjoy the fact that you're building a habit instead of kind of um, being a boot camp drill sergeant and, and making yourself do all these big giant things because the goal is really just to build the habit. So there's a little bit for you on the power of mornings how to build some habits. And I hope that has kind of inspired you to wake up for your life and not to your life. And we do have a free workbook at hellamornings.org. You just sign up for the newsletter and you can get the workbook and you can kind of track along with us for this next session. It starts on May 4th. And if you want to join a group, group registration is open right now until I believe Friday. So you'll definitely want to kind of jump in on that pretty quickly. But we have sessions that run all year long and that free workbook is always available to you to kind of walk you through the process. And I'd love for you to join us. And if you have any questions, of course, just leave them in the comments over at inspiredtoaction.com. And this is episode number 77. So thank you so much for joining me today. And I hope that tomorrow you're able to wake up for your life and not to your life. Well, that's all that we have for today's episode of the Inspired to Action podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. I know that there are a million things that you could be doing right now, and I hope that this episode has encouraged you. You know, if you have any questions or suggestions for me, just head over to inspiredtoaction.com and click the contact button to send me an email. I would love to hear from you, and I would love to do whatever I can to get the resources that you need to keep growing as a mom. And if you enjoyed this podcast, it would be awesome if you would take a minute to rate it on iTunes. That's going to help more moms to find it and get the encouragement that they need. 
And as always, you can check out all the show notes for this session at inspiredtoaction.com. And you can also download any of our free ebooks or our free prayer calendars for moms at the blog. Just go to inspiredtoaction.com and click on the resources link. And my name is Kat Lee, and I wish you an incredible day with your family. And remember, you're a mom. You're kind of a big deal. Now go be awesome. It's early in the morning, the house is quiet. But I've set aside this time for you. I bow before the throne of a noble king. And in this place, my heart begins to sing. It's gonna be a good day, a good day filled with His grace, His grace and sweet new mercies. May my thoughts obey Jesus to walk in His way by His Spirit with each breath that I take. It's feeling like a good day.